Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. With me today, I've got Amanda Woodvine, who is the CEO of the charity Vegetarian for Life, which is vegetarianforlife.org.uk. Good afternoon, Amanda. Hello, Jill. Hi. It's really lovely to have you here today. Could you tell us a bit more about the charity? Yeah, so Vegetarian for Life was established in 2008, and it's still, as far as I'm aware, the only charity of its kind. So it was set up to support older vegetarians and vegans and those that cater for them. So that could be care homes, hospitals, sheltered housing, etc, etc. So still relatively young, it's only 12 years old, but we provide a variety of resources for older vegans and vegetarians themselves. We run everything's from a pen and phone pal scheme through to grants to help people with independent living and even a guide on veggie and vegan meals for home delivery, which is really important in this current pandemic. It is, isn't it? And I think even without the pandemic, I know my father, who's 97, he has meals delivered. Um, yeah. It's so nice and easy for him to just warm those up. So that's a brilliant service to have. Um, now, we know that September 2020 is World Alzheimer's Month, and um, it gives us all a chance to reflect on two things that most of us don't really like to think about at all. And that is, where will I be in older age? And what will happen to me should I develop cognitive impairment? Um, we know that some of our most cherished beliefs can be threatened by dementia. And one of those, of course, is our dietary choice. Um, Amanda, tell us what you found. So it's quite heartbreaking, really, but we found more and more um, older vegetarians and vegans entering care and they're experiencing uh, cognitive issues or lack of capacity. And they're now perhaps asking their caterers for meat or seeing other residents around them that are picking meat off of the residents' plates. So it's a sad fact that there's only two fully vegetarian care homes in the UK. So the likelihood is that should any of us need to enter a care setting in the future, you know, if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, you are likely to be a minority in that setting. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, because I think I read a statistic once that by 2050, a good sort of fifth, uh, was it 50% of the population will probably be vegetarian or vegan? So absolutely. I think there's already um, a third of a million over 65 who would describe themselves as vegetarian or vegan. And I think it's something like three in 10 of older adults that would describe themselves, if not fully vegetarian or vegan, as a meat reducer. And that's actually higher Mm. than the number of 18 to 24. So it is certainly, um, I don't want to call it a trend for later life, but it seems to be an upcoming thing that's more and more important to people. Yeah, it's quite an important thing, isn't it? I know my... uh, daughter who's university age she is um she's a flexitarian when she's at home with me she eats vegan but she most of her meals are are vegetarian now she very rarely eats meat which is great okay so only two fully vegetarian care homes in the uk and they offer indian food Yeah, Indian or Gujarati, they are, for anyone that's interested, they are, I believe, in the Harrow area. So those options are available. But as I said, um, I think we've got over 16,000 or thereabouts care homes in total in the UK. There's quite a long way to go. A very long way to go. Yeah. Now, um, Amanda, you have got an example of what happened to one lady, haven't you? 
Yeah, it is quite an old story, but unfortunately, newer and newer cases do keep occurring. But this one's quite poignant. So it's a lady that had been a very committed vegan. She was actually one of the earliest vice presidents of the Vegan Society. So that's how much she regarded her beliefs. Mm. But when she was tracked down in a care home, I think this was going into the 1990s by some um, long lost friends, they actually discovered that she was eating meat and dairy in that care home, which is obviously far from what she'd have wanted if she knew what she was doing yeah that's terrible isn't it she did have that element of recognition as well because they went into visit her and they're wearing a vegan society lapel badge and she said oh vegan i'm a vegan and that's new so it just goes to show you know if there is good management in place in the care home like there are you know i don't make this all bad about care homes they're doing such a difficult difficult job um, and certainly most, if not all, of the care caterers that I've spoken to and explained the issues are really receptive to trying to make things right. Yeah, but but you're right that there will be staff in there who would have the opinion that, well, she won't know the difference. Absolutely. If it's not a belief that's important to you personally, then it, I think it can be harder to comprehend why someone else would see, you know, me as a non-food yeah something that you'd never consider eating if you were if you still had capacity yeah um and what would happen do you think if someone who had gone into a care home after registering themselves as either vegan or vegetarian and then started to demand meat in terms of the conversations that i've had i do hear very often of uh, care home that have perhaps got a vegetarian resident but then they'll often add on oh but she's now eating ham sandwiches so it does sadly seem to be something that really happens so whether it's picking food off other residents tables um, uh, there is one thing that in a care home environment they do quite heavily promote what's going to be for dinner that evening so if for example they're having fish and chips supper they'll have a big board to try and get people excited about it that's also planting the seed in somebody's head all fish and chips well I you know I know what fish and chips is but the other option you're saying is vegetarian moussaka what's moussaka I don't really know you know you can't really visualize that so it can be more and more difficult as you get older and you are experiencing um, capacity issues or loss of capacity to keep those beliefs that you want to help really dearly Mm, it is a difficult one that is and and i know at vegetarian for life you have some top tips on measures that people can take now to help this avoid it to, to avoid this happening to them in the future so would you like to tell us your five ways to future proof our diets from dementia absolutely so first of all if you are a passionate vegetarian or vegan do have conversations with people about this in advance um, so many of us put off things like making wills or you know anything that relates to later life planning until it's too late and i know this for myself i used to work in wills and probate law and people used to have this horrible superstition that once they've signed their will they'd then go out and get run over or something horrible is about to happen but you know i made mine in my early 20s i'm still going so it doesn't mean sort of signing your fate uh, so having a conversation uh, with witnesses present about what's important to you so again there's no um, confusion in the future have it with witnesses 
Secondly, if you can put that in writing and make an advanced statement, it's completely free to make an advanced statement. And we do have templates on our website, vegetarianforlife.org.uk. Uh, so you can fill that in, you can note anything that's important to you. So whether that is, for example, you'd never have worn wool at home or leather, so you don't want to be wearing that in the future, through to you know, just how important your veggie or vegan beliefs are to you. So it's not a legally binding document, but it is something that you can make and lodge with your GP. So your advanced statement does have to be taken into account by future carers. And also alerting people that you've made this and it does exist. Um, review it regularly just in case things have changed for you. And it's uh, again, it's totally free to just make additional copies and change something that no longer suits you. Perfect. Thirdly, if you do have uh, somebody that would be an advocate for you, so that could be a vegetarian or vegan partner or close friend or family member that would be good at um, advocating for you in the future, you can make something called a lasting power of attorney. Uh, there are two types of power of attorney. One's to do with financial matters and the other one is to do with health and welfare. So if you do the health related one, uh, you can appoint, appoint somebody that you trust to make decisions relating to your future care. So once somebody has made a power of attorney um, and it's been registered, you can no longer act for yourself, then your attorneys are able to um, be assertive on your behalf with your future carers that they really strongly knew what you would have wanted um, and to take that into account. Fantastic. Then we have being careful about your wording, but especially so there's no ambiguity. One of the dilemmas that carers face is that they're trying to respect the person that you were, but also the person that's in front of them now that's perhaps really pleading for meat, so to speak, or getting quite distressed that, that you know, you keep saying, I want a ham sandwich, but they're not giving me a ham sandwich. You can sort of understand that they've got this split person in front of them and they're not wanting to cause anybody distress. So again, if you can craft that wording carefully that you understand in the future, you might be experiencing issues with capacity or cognitive loss. And it might appear in the future that you're wanting meat, but clearly you want this to be respected and to be given an alternative using mock meats yeah. or something similar to that. So again, there's no ambiguity about what you meant there. You're very clear that in the future you feel like this might happen to you because who knows what's around the corner. Hopefully everybody's going to be fine, but um, but you've thought this issue through. Brilliant. That's a good yes. idea actually for them to um, use mock meat. That's a really good idea because then they will seem to be appeasing the person, but but without going against their views that's a really good idea and Absolutely. number five uh, so that's around helping people with their choice of future care provider so actually on our website we've got a directory of suppliers otherwise known as the uk list so we've already got something like 1500 and rising care establishments throughout the uk which is a range of sheltered housing through to care homes um, and food suppliers that have pledged to cater well and ethically for older vegetarians and vegans. So you can look on there, you can find an organisation that's made a pledge or 
gone one further and they've made a memory care pledge, which shows that they understand the uh, good practice issues around catering for vegetarians or vegans who've experienced um, loss of capacity or cognitive loss. So it's a growing resource. Do have a look on there. You can access that through vegetarianforlife.org.uk. And if there are any care establishments reading this, there are five good practice points for care homes themselves. Uh, so that's vegetarianforlife.org.uk slash pages slash pledge and you'll find five things but the bottom line is should somebody in the future seem to be asking for meat and you know they're a long-standing vegetarian or vegan then perhaps you can just use a meat alternative or something that looks very similar to what they're asking for but actually meets with their ethical beliefs such a good piece of advice yeah that's brilliant that's brilliant and Amanda, how could people contact you if they wanted some more information? Uh, so a few ways. So obviously looking at the website, vegetarianforlife.org.uk, can call us uh, on weekdays, 9.30 to 5.30. And we're on 0161. 2570887 or you can email us and that's info at vegetarianforlife.org.uk. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Some wonderful advice there. Thank you. And, um, I'm going to take note of that so that um, my wishes are written down as well for when oh, please, I get older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Really lovely to chat to you today. And you. That was Amanda Woodvine, the CEO of the charity Vegetarian for Life. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.